Hello, and welcome to the Live and Love Like Jesus podcast. My name is Andy Tier, and each week here on the podcast, we explore what it truly means to live and love like Jesus. Now, for the next few weeks, we're going to be discussing a new tool that the formation and the mobilization teams here at Crossroads have developed to aid us on our journey. And I'm excited today to have Jeremy Locke, Crossroads Worship Lead, with us to discuss his involvement in the creation of this awesome tool that's called the Roadmap. So, hey, Jeremy, thanks for joining us today, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, last week we sat down with Phil and we talked to him about some of the overview pieces for the roadmap. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited because this week we get to kind of dig down a little bit into one of those three like major ways that we can learn to live and love like Jesus. Yeah. So hey, can, I know that you were responsible for the development of mm-hmm. the the Be With God pathway, right? Yeah, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about what that curation process looked like and how you how you did that? Yeah. Um, well, we actually, uh, it's been a couple years back. We, we really kind of identified three different areas uh, that have morphed over time and become what we're looking at today, one of which is being with God. Um, but I, I worked with a team of people um, that was really focused on helping people learn how to depend on the Lord. It was just called the Dependence on God team. We felt like this is an important value to consider. How can we continue to put this in front of people? Oh, was that you, Lori, and uh, Jacob Stewart? Yes. That was that yeah, team? Yeah, and then we eventually added Chris and Bree, two people from my team, uh, to be a part of that conversation. It was hugely valuable, and we had uh, a lot of really good conversations. And unfortunately, uh, that, that really was starting to hit its stride uh, right before COVID hit. Um, <laughs> I say unfortunately, it ended up being uh, kind of cool for that being a lot of the seedbed for, I think, practices that helped sustain me and kind of just people in my circle through that season. Um, but then coming out of it, you know, we had this opportunity to kind of refocus those efforts into a different area. So I think a lot of what you see on the being with God part of living, loving like Jesus uh, really comes out of that dependence on God team. Um, a lot of the, the the focus around creating space in our lives to, to be able to be with God, uh, things like spiritual disciplines, learning how to read the Bible well, learning how to um, create space to to pray and to listen and to really just learn how to build a relationship with the Lord like he's like he's actually a real person. <laughs> what are the pathways that are within that are within the be with God piece? Yeah. Uh the first one is learning what God is like. Second would be reading and studying the Bible, then developing spiritual practices, and then lastly, learning the spirit's voice. Um we've we've gone kind of back and forth on is there like is that a sequential order necessarily? Um, I think we can we can make the case for a, a lot of different orders, but ultimately we just believe those those four capacities. If we do those four things really really well, then uh, that's going to really help us learn how to prioritize uh, the importance of being with God. Cool. Yeah. Wow. It seems like it'd be pretty tough to land on those four. Yeah. What led yeah. you to those four specifically? Well, I, I'll say just right out of the gate, I think this will help maybe just give some perspective for our whole conversation, and that is that. Um, we we view uh, really the roadmap in general, and I'll just for sure speak for the area that I help develop, um, that it's going to be an organic document. It's going to be morphing over time. We're, you know, we're always going to be learning um, and finding new and better resources. And so um, it, it's really an ongoing conversation. So uh, when, when we identified these four areas, it, it, it was a combination of... Um, prioritizing what we felt like, you know, saying no to a lot of good things for these four areas. Um, that's not to say that nothing else is important by any stretch. 
Uh, but we felt like really to, to get this conversation started, um, this, these are the four areas that we needed to focus on. And then obviously we feel the flexibility to not only resource and teach and uh, unpack these four pathways um, differently over time as we learn and grow, um, but I would say even you know, being open-handed with what these four pathways, like what actually makes up being with God. Um, I know you said they aren't sequential, but now let's look at it from the perspective of a new believer. Yeah. Where would they start in this? Definitely learning what God is like. You know, we feel like this, uh, there really is a foundation laid uh, in that pathway that will really foster an intrigue and excitement um, for what I think the other four or other three pathways lay out. Um, so that, that pathway specifically starts with an alpha course, which if you're unfamiliar with the alpha course, it really is meant to be, um, it's really geared towards people who have very little perspective on God or Christianity. Um, it's a safe community, like group based, uh, way to learn, but also ask hard questions. And like, it's very, very open, very honest. Um, there's, there's no bad questions to ask. It's geared to be uh, really an evangelistic tool for people who don't have any perspective on what God is like. And so, um, yeah, reading and studying the Bible, obviously like foundational to what we do and um, the, the developing spiritual practices, that's really based around like developing a rule of life, which is creating space in your life for all of these practices to, to work. Um, learning the Spirit's voice is an integral part of you know, what we do. Uh, but ultimately, we feel like if you start with learning what God is like, that's really what's going to um, develop and build the desire to, to want to incorporate those other three aspects of the pathway. Okay, so I know that within the pathways, there's sequential steps. Mm -hmm. um, if I was a mature believer um, and then starting into this, where, where would I begin? Would I still begin with uh, learning what God is like and then just take one of those steps further down? Or do you think there's maybe a, a different pathway? Like how, how does the mature believer yeah. enter into this? Yeah. Um, I would say one thing is like, I would just uh, be careful how, or maybe just ask the question, how are we defining the word mature? Sure. Um, there's a lot of people that have been in, like, I'll just speak for myself. I've been a believer. I was born into a Christian family, been a believer my entire life. Um, but uh, developing a rule of life or incorporating spiritual practices into my life in, in an intentional way uh, that's relatively new to me, and I'm I'm 33 years old. I've you know I've been in and around the church, but there was a serious deficit in this part of my life. Um, I would say the same for learning the Spirit's voice. That's that's a new discipline, a new uh, idea for me to participate in, um, which is like I'm not embarrassed to say that. that's just my story, you know. Um, so I would I probably would have defined myself as maybe a mature believer just based on the fact that I've been in and around the faith and Christians my entire life, but. Um, I, I would look at this part of the roadmap and think, boy, I have to start at getting started um, for sure in these two areas. Um, and I would say the same for reading and studying the Bible. Um, there's the, the first step getting started in reading and studying the Bible is four short intro videos produced by the Bible Project that introduce ideas about the Bible that I have lived most of my life without knowing. And so uh, I feel like these things and even the other areas as well, like being with others and being sent, like those are full, like the very baseline uh, level of involvement in those areas, as well as this one are full of things that I feel like I need to start with. Um, so I would say the same for probably any mature believer. Um, 
there's you're not going to lose anything by starting at the getting started point. Um, now I will say we've hopefully developed this so that it can be self-guided, which means uh, you can come in and kind of self-diagnose like where do I need to jump in, um, or like they're like you may be very familiar with what a rule of life is and think I don't need to develop that. I've been living this out for years. I reevaluated every you know six months or whatever, so I can go to the going farther section and oh, there's a couple resources I haven't read yet, and so. Um, so yeah, there's definitely space for you to be able to jump in at any given point, but I would certainly say there's value in considering like, do I like, is it worth starting at the top and, you know, working my way into it from there? Sure. How did you vet, um, like what made it into the pathways? Mm. That, that was definitely the biggest challenge. Um, and I think we, we identified the, like who was developing which part of the roadmap based on, um, kind of where your heart has been with things you have been studying. And so when I, like when this became part of my responsibilities, um, it, it was done so just kind of because like I had been reading and studying and listening um, in these specific areas. And so I think really just identifying what, what has been really helpful for me and those around me that I know are on this same journey and kind of coming from the same place um, with exploring what does it look like to be with God. And um, so, like I said, it, there's, there's plenty of really, really valuable content that isn't, uh, represented there. Um, but that's not to say it would never be. And most of that is just stuff that we are unaware of. And so this is just really wanting to put our best foot forward, making sure that we feel really, really confident in the material presented. Um, but also, yeah, like I said, being very open-handed with, you know, how, how long does a certain resource live on here? Or if we come across something new, like, yeah, we're, we're willing to let go of whatever we've identified to, you know, backfill it with this thing that we feel like is better suited. So that takes a lot of pressure off of the, the desire to make it perfect, you know, right out of the gate. Yeah. Cool. So if you don't mind me asking, what do you feel like maybe your next step is within the, let's stick with be with God piece of this okay. for right now. Um, I, I could identify that, I would say, for each area. Um, so for learning what God is like, I've actually, I've not been through an entire Alpha course. We've done, you know, certainly a lot of research into what it's about. Um, but I'm really excited to be able to go through, like participate in that course, because I think that'll give a lot of common language and uh, making sure that we all understand kind of where we're coming from with that idea. So with for that pathway in particular, I would want to start at the top. Um, I, I developed... A, uh, a love for the Bible Project years ago, but they they just produce so much high quality content that like, I don't know anybody who's seen everything that they've put out. Um, so I think for that one specifically, it's always trying to be uh, intentional in, you know, when I have a question or when I'm reading a certain passage or when I see uh, a theme uh, popping out in a Bible study plan that I'm reading. Um, really, that's that for me. It's an ongoing practice of like always going back to their resources, which is really the main thrust. Um, and just because I'm, I, I love my job. I love what I get to do. And part of what I'm doing, you know, through the rest of this year is jumping into. Uh, they have completely free seminar seminary level courses for this beta thing called Bible Project Classroom. And so I'm taking two two of those courses this year just to kind of test that out and um, just for my own personal study and growth as well. Um, I developed a rule of life uh, for the first time last year. Um, but part of that is kind of reevaluating over time and just, you know, 
again, kind of just being open handed, like where does God have me? What's my season of life right now and what needs to change? And so um, that's something that I and a couple guys that I hang out with every week, um, we're developing that. And so for me, it's it's a revision, you know, wanting to go back and make sure that I, I know what that looks like. Um, and uh, like I said, learning the Spirit's voice is uh, it's a newer concept for me, I would say over the last two or three years. And so I, I still feel very much a student of that um, discipline. And so that I think that's that's something that I'm really looking forward to spending a lot of time studying and learning and growing and practicing together. So you're not saying that you're doing all of this at once. Correct. <laughs> yeah, okay. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So there'll be like kind of a sequence to it as you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I think uh, the most obvious one is, you know, once we're able to offer the alpha course, like that's that's I think gonna be the the first priority for me. Um, just because it is something that we really value um, in our church moving forward. Cool. Now, um, staying like kind of on that personal level, um, as a father with young children, like how do you see um, implementing the roadmap within your family? Mm. Yeah, I think what the little bit that I've you know thought into this specifically really leaves me feeling like starting from the most general and basic concepts. So I think uh, I have a, a nine-year-old daughter. Um, my, my son just turned seven, and then my youngest is three, son. Um, so uh, with, that, uh, with that dynamic in our family, if, if they can understand that it is important to be with God, like I'm, I'm, it's more important that I be with God than I do for him. Like it's less about what I do if I'm not first prioritizing being with him. Like that's the underlying you know, heart behind this first part of you know, the roadmap. If they get that, then I feel really, really good about that. And so obviously, like we just, um, we've recently purchased my son, his first Bible. And so he's, he's just now starting to learn what does it look like to want to be in God's word uh, on his own. And so like, there's, there's things like that where certainly, you know, we want to encourage, you know, steps, but I think just like uh, being, uh, taking the pressure off of, you know, what that, like coming up with a way that that has to look. I'm, I struggle with the gray. I'm very black and white as a person. Um, so I would love to like lay out some objectives for what I feel like each of my kids or my family or myself need to do. But really, um, this is about a journey and God has graciously given us, uh, our entire lives to be able to learn and grow and become more like him. And so, yeah, for our kids, like we just want to be really, really gracious and take appropriate levels of intentionality with them. Great. So it sounds like you're starting kind of with the big picture pieces yeah. of un- helping a child understand like being with God. Absolutely. And just being with others and being sent as those important pieces. Yeah. And then go from there. Yeah. That's absolutely. really cool, man. That's awesome. Okay. So Jeremy, what part of the roadmap, and this can be outside of the portion that you had oversight of, um, what part of the roadmap excites you most to begin to dig into? Would you say for me personally or for our church more let's, broadly. Let's start it personal. Okay. And then we'll talk about, um, yeah, I'd love to hear what you have to say as far as a broader picture as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, for me personally, I think learning, learning how to really incorporate, uh, the idea of sentness, um, is, is something that I'm really excited about. I think, uh, I like to use the word and this is something that like, it felt like clunkier in our language, so it didn't really make it onto paper, but we talked about the idea of like almost viewing life as being activated. You know, it's not necessarily like being sent doesn't mean you have to go spend time in Africa. It's a very, very good thing to do. And I think like getting a global picture for what God's doing around the world. 
but ultimately it should change how I live on Monday morning here in Southern Indiana. Um, so yeah, I think living, living life with a, with a specific intentionality is kind of like, that's a heart that I gather from what, you know, the people working behind being sent, uh, would foster in me and my family. And so for us, that looks like, you know, being attentive to our neighbors and what like their rhythms and patterns are. And, oh, well, that person normally goes for a walk, but they're not. I wonder if everything's okay. Let's check on them. And, you know, um, really just trying to live with intentionality, um, neighboring well, that kind of thing. So I think that the idea of being sent and living on mission um, is is probably a, a deficit across Western Christianity. And I would say that like my family and like our neighborhood and our sphere of influence uh, are no exception to that. And I'd say I, I would I would share that that same uh, content for our church, but I think specifically just for this season right now, um, I really like how uh, how Aslan and her team have been defining you know what it looks like to be with others, um, and I say that specifically you know coming out of the COVID season, um, you know we're here in 2021 and we've. Where being you know, with others was a little more challenging. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and there's there's a whole new, uh, I think, desire and appreciation and priority behind being with others. And um, I would say personally, like feeling a huge deficit by not being with others as easily and well as we used to. Um, and so I think for where we're at right now, like learning how we approach gatherings, large and small, um, with, with a different appreciation coming out of that season. I think the, the being sent part of the roadmap, like that way of living, loving like Jesus seems like a very, very important and like poignant time to, to prioritize that. Okay. So can you tell me, um, in, in, within, within the roadmap, you know, there's the three ways, uh, be with God, be with others and being sent. And I understand that at some points there's going to be intersections Mm -hmm. between these, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Can you tell me of some of those intersections that you've already spotted in um, the the be with God piece and where it's intersecting with with a couple of these other ways? Yeah, absolutely. The most obvious answer is uh, developing a rule of life. Um, So what a rule of life, uh, just a quick snapshot of that is. Um, the, it's not rules for life. It's, it's a rule, which, uh, the Latin word translated for rule is literally like a trellis for a grapevine. It's, it's a form or a a structure, uh, where that would allow something to grow. When, when grapes grow on the ground, they produce very, very little fruit, lots of leaves and very little fruit. But when they have a structure, uh, they bear a lot of fruit and, so the rule of life really uh, is that trellis. It's that framework for your life, not not a bunch of things to add to your life, but a way to organize your life, to be able to make space to pray, to read scripture, to be in life-giving community, um, to share the gospel and live that out, to, um, to spiritually, mentally, and physically uh, be a healthy person. Um, and so... Uh, like that, that has an obvious intersection in being with others because it's something that should be developed in community. It's not something that you should, you know, sit in a closet by yourself and write out. Like it's something that those who know you best should be able to speak into where your deficits are, what are your upstream practices or downstream practices, um, where do you need growth more specifically, um, something that really w- we want people to develop in community. Um, and then actually part of, uh, you know, one of the facets of the rule of life is gospel living like it's living out your faith it's it's serving those around you it's being present um, with the broken and the vulnerable and so you see like being sent is a big part of of what happens inside of you know that rule of life structure and so that's a, that's a really obvious answer for um what you know the way that i think all three of these ways to live in love like jesus um converge 
um, cause that's just helps you organize those things. And I think there's, there's a number of things, um, whether it's learning the spirit's voice, like that, that happens best. And, um, I wouldn't even say necessarily best, but that's a really, really important part of living in community is hearing from the Lord and then being able to speak that to those around you. That's life in community, um, looks like that. Um, reading the Bible in community is kind of a lost art in Western culture. In Eastern culture, it's actually really, really normal. Not something that we do a whole lot here. So um, uh, reading the Bible well, like learning, like when you develop your ability to read and understand scripture, it drives you into mission. And so all of a sudden you see like, I can't, I can't learn how to read the Bible really, really well without being sent because those two things, they overlap a lot. And so I think that was one thing that we found a lot, even as we developed, you know, the pathways beneath each of these ways to live and live like Jesus was we had a hard time in some areas deciding which, which area it belongs in because there was so much overlap. And so really when you look at these three things, it is, it is a holistic view, not comprehensive, but it's a holistic view of being a disciple of Jesus. So yeah, if there's, I feel like the overlap is kind of a distinguishing mark that says uh, we're onto something with, you know, finding out what are the things that we want to prioritize and chase after. Sure. And um, what's something that's within the roadmap that you would like to share that maybe it's just a question I haven't asked yet, but the substance on your heart. I think uh, the biggest thing is feeling permission to not be a master at all of these. Like, like I said, we're, we won't be fully formed disciples until we're on the other side of heaven and we are with Jesus fully. That's the end goal. Um, so where we're at, I would just give lots of love and lots of grace and forgiveness to yourself for where you are in the journey and how you approach your next steps. Um, there's there's some type A Enneagram one people that are like, I, I have a lot of work to do or the, the achievers that are like, I gotta get this done. I gotta be the best at all of it. Um, but ultimately, this is a journey and, and God is giving you far more grace and forgiveness and permission than we oftentimes give ourselves. And so I would say to look at all of this, not as a list of things that we have to do or a bunch of things that we have to incorporate into my already busy life, but rather as an opportunity to be able to be fed life and to find uh, what the Bible would call true happiness, not necessarily just like a reductive Western happiness, but a but a true source of spiritual joy. Um, so that's not something that like, if you, if you feel pressure to do that, then that's the law. That's not grace. This is not meant to be uh, a rule book and it's not meant to be laws. It's meant to be, you know, really a gateway into what is true life. And we would just say that's living and loving like Jesus. So the roadmap's not a checklist. Correct. It's not yeah, like that's a, a great way to put it's it. It's not something where at the end you can just yes. say, I'm done. Yeah, finished. Right. <laughs> I get a degree. Right. I'm out. Got Nailed my PhD it. in the roadmap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. Well, thanks for taking some time to talk with us today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Cool. My thanks go out to Jeremy for sitting in with me to discuss development of the Be With God portion of the roadmap. And I encourage you to go to cccgo.com forward slash roadmap to see for yourself all that we've been discussing about here on the podcast today. Now, I pray that this episode of the podcast has encouraged you to not just learn more about following Jesus, but to actually go and to live and love like him. <laughs>